a real man, you can't handle a woman my age. When I was your age, you didn't want me. You know, like, let's be real. When we were younger, younger women did not want men their same age. We were too immature. We weren't established. We were we were still finding ourselves. Like there was all these excuses. But now that we're there, it's well, we should we should mesh. No, nah, I'm checking for the 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 the, the thirty year old chick now. I'm checking. You know, when I'm thirty, I'm checking for the twenty five year old chick. I'm checking for the same. I'm checking for you five years ago. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Jason, a.k.a. Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. <laughs> um, I actually owe the listeners an apology. I kind of, uh, we started this month off and I said I was going to start a new series. And I did one and then I forgot. The, the, the next few weeks. So I'll at least do one more, man, um, on Miami. But before before I get into that, I learned this week that uh, people ain't paying for their daughter's weddings, huh? Is that is that because, that, Riley, you said no too, right? I mean, I I said I will, but they get 10000 for either the wedding or down payment on a house or whatever. So if they go to the courthouse... It's a better financial decision yeah. for them, but if they want if they want to do a wedding, that's on them. I agree. Was that ever a tradition, or was that like some movie TV stuff? Like, no, it was definitely a tradition. It was part of like the dowry and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was. <laughs> yeah, take it off. Huh? Oh, you're done. Well, no, well, I was about to tell the Miami story next, and I went out of mask on. No, so uh, it, it was kind of. There, because traditionally in a lot of cultures, the man or the male or the male's family had to pay a bride price. So literally, they had to pay for it. <laughs> so in return, it was like, here's our portion. You know, they're taking care of the wedding and stuff like that. Uh, because at this point, from moving forward, like she on your tab, mm-hmm. and so I can pay ten thousand or a slaughter a couple of goats and all that stuff to make this happen because moving forward she's on your tab her off her offspring everything else is now part of the Evans clan they are your responsibility moving forward you're gonna be paying for uh my granddaughter's wedding everything's on you moving forward so you paying for Sky's wedding for I'm like Rosie so I'm giving them a um a set number. I don't know what that number is. And that can go to whatever investment or uh, special cause may be. Uh, but I'm doing that for both, you know, because mm-hmm. it's cool. it's not fair for and it might be my son wants to pay for his wedding or hopefully his his uh, his bride's family will pay for it. And it's like, OK, here's use Rosie's magic number. Ten thousand dollars. This ten thousand dollars can go to your 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 first home paying off your student loans doing whatever you need to do to start up whatever um that's that's the plan um and you know i might even encourage my kids to do what we did or what we're going to do 
is, you know, Z and I went to the courthouse and we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary next year. And we're going to do a um, bow renewal. And we are in a much better financial situation today than we were in 2012. And so get them kickstarted. But it's on them. Um, Hopefully I teach them well and they make smart decisions, but it's their life, their money. Well, not their money, but I will have a set price in my. Um, but no, what I what I really want to do is I want to start that early. And I was thinking about this after the post. I was trying to figure out I had a caveat to that is my goal is to create an investment fund for them where that money's already there. So I know I mentioned before that several of my friends from FAMU, shout out to uh, FAMU, Humphreys era. 85, 2001 is homecoming season, baby. Uh, the highest of seven hills. But they bought their kids houses or they bought houses and let their kids stay there during college. And when they sold the house, the the profit from the house is things they were able to invest in. So let's say you go buy Jasmine a $120,000 condo. She has two, three roommates, two roommates. They pay they pay for it for four years. You sell it back, and now you made twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollar profit. You know, you take that money and you put that aside for the day that she decides to buy that house, get married, or whatever the case may be. And so, my goal is for hopefully both of my kids to go to the same school and be able to keep that house on the market. I mean, keep that house for a while and then sell it. Or, you know, use that to pay for refinance or whatever, pay for their their wedding, split the costs and whatever we make. I like it. I like it. I like it. You know, I ain't just trying to pull 10,000 times two out of my, I, my pocket. Out of savings. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the segment I, I had started was, did I overreact or did I act um, appropriately? And I'll be brief just in case you guys have questions or just to give you guys time to get in there. I'm going to guess yes, though. Can we guess? Can we guess? Can we guess? What is your yes? Yes, what? You overreacted. You overreacted? Oh. You overreacted. Well, okay. But the the first story, y'all said I handled it appropriately. Yeah, so. I'm not going to say you overreacted, but I'm saying. It wouldn't have killed me to press the button. you could have handled it better. Yeah, okay. That's fine. That's fine. So this one. That's going to be my, that's my goal. That's my guess. Eh, You're not overreacting, but you definitely could have handled it better. So this one takes place in my favorite city to visit, Miami. Um, This is our first uh, anniversary as a married couple, me and Tabitha. And um, Allison and uh, her dude at the time, Roger, came down there and partied with us as well. So we went to Mansion. It was a club down there called Mansion. uh, And we had the VIP section. And we enjoyed ourselves listening to music. We got our own table. Those of you that have been in VIP before, Get your own table and stuff with your drinks. And while we're flex. there, boy, that's not a flex. I get tables because of Razio. Now, we can go there one day if you want to. Okay. I get tables because of Razio. And he knows this. Okay. So we enjoying ourselves. And this guy passes by. And he's he, he's finishing up his drink or almost finishing up his drink. And he takes his drink. And not only does he sit it on our table. But he doesn't even like make sure it stays up. He just kind of puts it there and it falls over. Some of it almost gets on tablet. And that's what really made me see red is the fact that it almost got on her. 
So, Almost got on her. Yeah, so doesn't matter. So I said, I say, I say, man, whoa, you need to come get this cup, bro. And I couldn't make out what he was saying because you know music is loud and he's he's clearly drunk. So he kind of like kind of waves me off, and he turns around and walk off. And I grabbed him by his arm. I said, no, bro, you need to come get your motherfucking cup right now. So by this time, whoever his man's is seeing what's going on. And he's like, he's like, oh, he said, hey, man, hey, what's going on? He said, oh, you know what? Let me, I'll get it. He, He's drunk, man. Please excuse him, whatever. So he gets the guy's cup and they go on about their way. Uh, so that's the end of the story. But I'm just thinking, yo, like in the aftermath, I'm thinking that could have escalated. We could have gotten a big fight and all that kind of stuff. You know, who wants to be locked up out of town? Uh, and I remember telling this to a coworker of mine at the time. He was like, yo. He was like, dog, you couldn't let that slide. So he made me second guess myself. I thought I acted appropriately because I thought that was so, very disrespectful to just treat my table like your personal trash can. So and it almost clear, got wifey messed up. So clear, clear, clarify a couple of things. So you you were in VIP. Yes. Section was it roped off? Yeah, it was just roped. It's not one of them joints where you gotta like walk on a stage to get to. It's like by the main dance floor, but you're on like a small stage and it's it's roped off. But you can walk by in the common area. So yeah, so I was gonna say so in Rizzi's terms. So were you kind of in the common area with Jen Pop, and <laughs> and so maybe he didn't understand what was going on. Oh. It was just a community table. Nah. You clearly know that's a roped off VIP section. Okay. Um, your initial act reaction. The 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 first. Dog. Let me say, I, I stand by my. St- you weren't in the wrong. You couldn't. You didn't have to go that. You didn't have to grab him. Well, it's loud in the club. He was right? walking. He was. He was yeah, walking I, I mean, out. Yeah, yeah, I he get was it. Like, away. I'm, yeah, I'm, you you kind of had to grab wrong. him if you were going there. Yeah. You had yeah, to grab him. Because my thing is, he was drunk. Could you tell he was drunk? Then after the initial stop, and when he responded, and I couldn't even really make out what he was saying, then I was like, okay, he's he's drunk. But I've been drunk before too. You still have some. Yeah, <laughs> you still know what's going on. You ain't completely oblivious. Were you as swole then as you are now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I I don't think I've really ever been swole to warrant the name Buff, but um, I'll I'll say I was built better back then. You gotta think this was uh, fourteen years ago. So yeah, so he, he I had was more chest, to... less gut. How about that? Gravity <laughs> <laughs> hadn't taken effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, when I'm in my area, I, that's why when I'm with you guys, I will get a section because I I want that that exclusivity. I want my room. I don't want to have to deal with those issues. So I get it. Um, I don't deal with drunk people well. <clears throat> um. And so that's my thing is as much as he would annoy me, it's like I'm not about to sit there and fight a drunk dude or whatever the case may be. And then furthermore, it could have it could have rolled over into potentially harming the wifey. And that's why I always I always I always have to consider how this affects her. But initial seeing red, I got you. And you know what? You're absolutely right. And I kind of looked at it the other way 
Like if it was just me, I think I could have been more calm about it. I probably, I probably could have been like, okay, he drunk, whatever. I would have told the little dude that worked there. Cause we had like a guy that stood by our table, mm-hmm. you know, in case like, Hey man, you, you mind getting this? But the fact that it almost hit her, that's what made me see red. Yeah. 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 And I get it. And it's just that, it's that, it's that initial thought. And then you have to look at, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, like with the lamplighters, we were at the paintball thing. It's like your initial reaction, but then you have to look at the bigger picture because I can never, I always try to like, I can't endanger my wife or my kids. I might have to take this L. You know, now Tad was on the table talking, calling him a bitch and shit, was she? No. <laughs> you my know, Tabitha don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. This is 14 no, years ago. It wouldn't have been Tabitha. Was Allison on the table? <laughs> see, I had you talk, calling see, I, him all kind of bitches. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know if Allison knew what was going on at the time. She might have been because, oh, we had. We had like Crown Royal and some other like we didn't have like the yeah, ball. We didn't have the baller type liquor back then. Again, this was fourteen years ago, so this is fourteen yeah, yeah. years ago. Money. Y'all were drinking Incredible Hulk's, were you? Might have been. That, that would have been a fight. Yeah. That would. <laughs> oh, mess. What with say ye, Rizzy? What say ye? Mess with Incredible I'm, Hulk. I'm. A, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Buff. You were wrong. You did wow. overreact. Yeah, you overreacted. Oh wow! But I would have done the same thing. So let let <laughs> let's let's. You know. You're wrong, but I'm not. You're wrong. I'm not bad. Wow. Okay. Okay. Rizzy so, probably would have got it cracking for real. You know, okay. Rizzy a little. Okay. He, he uh, a I'm, I'm, He goes. If he I was goes. A dog, like, I'm a yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's like, like it, I would have went at it. Yeah. Whenever I tell stories like this, I always say, "Thank goodness Sherman went there." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it would have got cracking. Cause you'd had you someone had to explain to you. So what happened now? So he sat. Cause you, if you wouldn't have seen it, and then it would have went. Cause it would have went down. So did it hit Tabitha? No. So it almost hit Tabitha. Like you would have had to go through the motions. Like how did this happen? Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, Sherman definitely would have kicked it off. Allison would have got it pushed. Uh, if she would have been. Around, she would have took it to the next level because she would have talked to his homeboy. Well, you need to get your drunk friend over here, and you know, then that would have spiraled out of control. His homeboy was a guardian angel, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, but and like he Allison definitely would have saw that. He definitely Allison so, and Sherman there together would have been just you would have got kicked out of the club. Okay, so so basically, my coworker was right. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I, overreacted. I, I overreacted. That's fine. I'm, I'm willing to admit. I'm Hold willing. on, you were 26. 25, 26? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was justified. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would have, at, that yeah, time, at that point, 40, I would have done the exact same. Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah. I think I've done the exact same thing before. So I'm I'm with it. You did it in my uh in Atlanta. Yeah. The 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 <laughs> people on the other side. You remember the 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 booth to the next to us, they kept yeah. trying to put their drinks and stuff and Oh, on the little uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rizzy was like, yeah. So, I, 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 like Byron said, I, that we pay for our space to have our space. So I'm sorry. Okay, what we you did got, it in right? Mobile too. Remember when yeah, they uh, those folks were trying to steal our chairs? Which by the way was not a true VIP section. Yeah, we got we got, not, we got we got bamboozled on that one. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Call out no names, but yeah, yeah. Bank, Bank. nightclub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I love smelling like weed, which I don't like. Um, Rise, what you got for us, man? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Uh, I, 
you guys saw the I think Buff you posted it right the, the whole Facebook turn ch- changing their name oh, to yeah, Meta yeah or whatever. <laughs> Yep. I do want to explain that to the listeners, though, because a lot of folks are like, oh, my God, Facebook's changing. Facebook corporate is changing their name. Facebook as an app will still be the same. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Facebook owns Oculus. They have a whole bunch of other stuff that they're doing. So the corporate name is changing to meta. Facebook as an app and social media is not. So it's safe. You can still say I'm going to Facebook and I'm posting on Facebook. Uh but that was a good joke, though, for, uh, or Byron, when you were like, <laughs> follow us on Meta. <laughs> well, we still make jokes about it, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for nothing, Rizzy, for spoiling the jokes. I'm sorry, man. Rizzy likes for people to be informed. That's all. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we can still joke about it. But I wanted to be able to say I told you so when it, like, comes up out. Anything else, Buff? What, how was your week, man? How was the, the move? How was the movie? Was that this week? Adam's Family too. Oh no, that so that wasn't me. That's just okay. That was somebody that posted that. I, I thought just, it was you. I just quoted it. I saw you say, "Why? Why am I not at work?" <laughs> yeah, my tax <laughs> dollars. For those of you that don't follow, which you should, if you listen to this show, you should absolutely be following us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, someone took a whole Patty Labelle sweet potato pie to the movies and had his <laughs> recliner out with the pie in his lap, <laughs> eating that joint. Why not, bro? <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. We've we've snuck Taco Bell in before, and Five Guys. Ooh, we had Five Guys at the Dollar Movie. Yes. Whoa. So at the Dollar, Dollar Movie. movie. Yeah. Mobile Dollar Movie. No, Birmingham Dollar Movie. Oh. So I never forget like how we did it. Is one of us used our tickets to get in, then we went around to the side exit and opened it. Uh, and so Gigi snuck all the uh, food in from the side exit, but we were on the other side. Stop of The and so yeah. all I saw was Gigi running like across the the lobby with the five guys in her hand, like just like this. It was hilarious. So yeah, they're like, "Whose little kid is this with five guys?" <laughs> 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 yeah, and you ain't gonna call Gigi out like that. She she would never do nothing like that. Gigi wants to be able to like she has some gangster in her. She she wants people to know that it's Macarella gangster. It's, I call in question all the time. I'm trying to think, who's hey, you, most... you admitted I got some street cred last week when I was yeah. talking about Hobby and Plateau. Yeah, but that was just by uh, uh, association. What you, I, I, that, that's what street cred is, isn't it? Mm, big different, but hey. Uh, who has the most, I'm trying to think, who is the most gangster Mancarella? Probably your mama. <laughs> I told y'all the story how she was running down the street with her pistol. <laughs> Somebody broke in our house one day, <laughs> and when my mom got home and found out, she grabbed a pistol. She ran down the street like, "Who the f done broke in my house? Whoever broke in my house, won't you come outside?" And she was running down the street, just waving a pistol, like daring them to come outside because she was like, "I want my stuff back." So Do you think we never your got mother, stuff back. The, the the woman of Christ, would want people to know her past like that. I Stop mean, snitching, she's Rizzi. been delivered. She's been delivered. Rosie's a snitch. <laughs> no, no. Statute of limitations. Nah, I know bro, when I can snitch, talk about bro. things. You're a snitch, I know when bro. I can talk about things, snitch. bro. Nope. So you learned that in snitch school or what? <laughs> snitch school. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Me, this has been a very cool, calm week for me. Um trying to think. Um outside of it being family homecoming, which I am actually in uh 
lightweight depressed right now because I really wanted to be there. It was supposed to go all the way down. The theme is epic homecoming. And Will Packer made this dope video with all these black celebrities. Kevin Kevin Hart's there. It's just like so many black celebrities are there supporting this year. Um, First Take was down there. Uh, They filmed from uh, the new amphitheater this morning. It's just going on. And so uh, in my true hating spirit for the week, I hope it uh, there's like a mini monsoon on the campus where everybody there gets drenched and can't enjoy homecoming and they wish they would have never went. And I'm going to sit here in Houston and have the best weekend ever. Whatever. I just want nothing but like semi bad stuff to spoil your weekend. You know, that's just how I feel. What else we got, fellas? Mm, not much, man. Let's 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 that's let's it. get it. Mm-hmm. Sophie, let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get this. Sophie, top of the morning, top of the morning. You, you guys don't know that song, Sophie. No? All right, hold on. <laughs> we are so happy to see you. I'm happy to see you too. <laughs> Greetings, Sophia. How goes Greetings. it? Greetings. How's it going? It's going very well. Okay. Daddy came to come read to my whole class today. He did what? He read to my whole class today. What did, did he, he mess read? up? No. What did he read? He read. <laughs> yeah. You don't remember? Um. Other than creepy, that. creepy carrots and the book with no pictures. Did, it, did the book have pictures? No. <laughs> That's weird. He read a book with no pictures? That's not fun. Yes, it is. It told you the rules of the books, of books, and then it made a daddy say all weird noises. Hmm. Is it a long book? Well, maybe we'll get your daddy to read it for the show. It's not really that long. Mm. We'll get him, we'll get him to do a, 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 a mini video where he reads uh, the creepy carrot in the book with no pictures. <laughs> Sounds awesome. So, do you have a joke for us today? Yes, I do. I'm so excited. I don't know if you can see it in my face, but this is my. This might be the highlight of my weekend. Yeah. This is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this word? I swallowed a dictionary. It gave me thesaurus. <laughs> Finish the sentence. <laughs> Been, you've been getting rusty, Sophie. Yeah. I swallowed a dictionary, gave me the sorest. The sorest throat I've ever heard. That's what the I thought you were going for. The sorest. I got it. The, the sorest. I can't say it. We're going to work on that one. The, the, the sorest. Yeah, exactly. The sorest. The sorest. But, but you would say it like the sorest throat because. The sorest. <laughs> no sir don't you be getting frustrated with her <laughs> you ain't about to correct Sophie on no joke yeah. she knows how to say it she just wouldn't say it right that's the funny part about it I love that little girl so what are you guys going to be following uh, we're doing Enter the Spider-Verse okay. so okay. yeah 
What about you, Buff? You're, she, you're Jason? She, she's still yelling it. <laughs> nah, I just wore that for the top of the show. I might put it back on, but I'm going to be Michael Myers, which is awesome. Okay. What is Tab being? Because she had, she, she had a lot of costumes. I think she's settled on the maid, I believe. And right. Jasmine is going to be Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. Okay, that's cool. Well, I don't know if we're going to do anything as far as Z and I, but the kids are going as the trolls. So Poppy and mm. um, what's the the literally literally one? It's guy guy something, <laughs> guy sprinkles I, or something like that. Yeah, I know who you, I, I the glittery one. That's yeah, the, the only thing I know. Yeah, that's what TJ is going to be. <laughs> Glitter is banned in my house, so that's that's. Great. It is Guy Diamond. That's what his name is. Mm. So, alrighty. So, who wants to go first? I thought it was your turn. Ah, um, uh, man, I'm still debating. So, go ahead and knock it out. Well, Rosie, if you want to, you can. Since I went first last week. Uh, yeah, I, I can because I wanted to kind of follow up. We had the whole transgender discussion and all of that. And so I wanted to kind of jump back into that and and discuss gender roles versus physiology, because Buff, you've mentioned a lot of times that I, I don't believe in gender roles and, and not teaching that and everything, but there's some confusion about that and there actually being differences in the genders. Um, and because I do believe there are differences. It's just there, there's so I wanted to be able to expound upon that. But I wanted you guys kind of thoughts on gender roles and then the physiology of it all. Yes, I'm getting y'all in trouble. You Ferg, <laughs> you on mute. That's on purpose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically just asking what are our thoughts on gender roles and physiology? Yeah, like teaching gender roles because, like you said, you talked about like you do teach gender roles, right? Or or that you kind of adhere to some gender roles. So I wanted to know like the gender roles that you do adhere to or or, or follow, um, and the ones that you know you you maybe are trying to break that uh, type of thing. Uh, I don't. I I've maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I was stressing that there are differences between men and women. Not I'm not a big I'm not so big on uh, gender roles. I mean, I help clean the house, um, wash dishes. Um, she does most of the cooking, but I do I do some cooking as well. Um, she's taking the trash out when I'm not here. I think the only thing that and this is just us specifically. This is this isn't what I'm necessarily going to be teaching Jasmine. I think for the most part, I take care of the yard. You know, the yard work outside as far as cutting the grass, raking the leaves. Well, leaf blowing the leaves now with my leaf blower, uh, but taking care of that. Uh, but for the most part, there is no I can't think of like like the one thing that I'll, I'll teach Jasmine that she can only do and what only a man can do. Because Tab mom cut her grass for the longest on a Palestine place in Mobile. Um, hell, I don't know that much about cars, so it's not like I can sit here and say. You know, I'm definitely going to teach Jasmine how to change a tire. I want her to know how to do that and check her oil and all that stuff. But even that, besides changing the tire, all that under the hood stuff with these newer cars, as long as you're getting them serviced, there really isn't a lot you have to do in between services like we did when we got our first car. You know what I'm saying? When we got our first car, I had to make sure it didn't overheat and, and, and check the oil and all that stuff like that. So 
I can't really think of anything that I'll teach that's specific to her and what's only specific for a man. I think just that that episode we talked about that, I just wanted to be clear that there are differences between men and women as far as strength and, uh, you know, just natural things like that. So it's a blurred line. To me, I want to teach both of my kids to be well-rounded individuals, to know how to be a, almost like a jack of all trades, the basics. I want to teach my daughter to change a tire. My son's going to learn the same thing. But I also want to teach my son, if he's in a car with my daughter or he's in a car with his girlfriend or his wife and he's sitting in there and she's changing the tire, I don't approve of that. I don't I don't approve of him. Just it's all for me, it's about expectations and at least honoring, you know, if they're out there changing it together, that's fine. But don't let her just take the brunt of that. Unless she's just unless you marry a mechanic and that's what she does. And, you know, you know, she tells you ass get in the car. But it's just like. Why would you let her why would you do that and wouldn't go? Why wouldn't you work with her? You know, it's don't just have expectations of her to do certain things. You know, I um, want to teach him how to cook. I want to teach I want to teach my daughter how to do those those same things. I expect her to not have to ever depend on a man to do things like if my daughter broke down in the middle of the road. I want her to be able to get out there and if need be, change her tire, get back into, you know, get someplace safe and call AAA or whatever the case may be. I want her to be able to fend for herself, but um, I also want her to understand if she's she should be with a man who doesn't expect her to do all those things. That's not willing to help her or eliminate some of those those duties. Like you were saying, I, you you wash, you clean, you do all these things. I don't know why we assume those are gender roles. That's just how we're taught. But we both wear clothes. We both eat food. We all you know, we all do. This. We have kids, you know. Let's work together. Now, there might be some things that you're you're better at or more particular at than, hey, uh, I tell Z all the time, like if you ask me to do something, I'm going to and I do it and you don't like it and you want it done your way. You can do it yourself. You know, you know, if I don't put the right fabric softener. or I don't wash the clothes in the right setting. Hey, that that's on you. If you're going to complain how I do it, then you do it. But at the same time, I'm not going to have my wife out there. If our yard needs to be cleaned and uh, or raked or uh, cut, I'm not expect her to call our yard guy because I'm not about to get out there and do it either. But, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I say, it's like it's those things. But, like but, I want them to be. Yeah, it's it's those expectations where I feel like. I want you to be able to do those certain things and, you know, uh, eliminate certain things that might be tougher on her or vice versa or tougher on him. I don't think any there's any particular duty that I expect the man to do over a woman, but so so yeah. so the scenario Fur gave Rozzy where his son is in the car with Sky and Sky is out there changing the tire while the son is just sitting there. Do you consider that a gender role? Because he said, you know, he would prefer his son get out there and do it. it would you consider that kind of like a gender role? It is. It is a gender role. It, it's a societal norm is, is what you would generally call it. it um, and, and I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach that same thing. Uh, I mean, and where I, I'm going to teach my daughter that she can do all those things. Um, 
But if a dude doesn't jump out there and do that or or try to come out there and help or whatever, um, he's probably not the one for you. And, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell her that. Uh, so, yes, I do feel like being a gentleman isn't a thing of the past. Like you, you have to, that's the societal norm that I, I feel like, yeah, you got to have it. But when I talk about raising my child in a gender role, it's mainly because of folks think like a, a girl can't be good at these things, or I'm not going to teach them because their society doesn't expect them to do those things. And that's where I really want to try to stay away from it. And so like you guys are saying, I'm teaching them both ways. I'm trying to teach them, you know, my son is going to know how to comb hair just like my daughter does and things like that, because you never know what's going to happen. Case in point. So, you know, like things like that, where I want them to be well-rounded. I want them to know all the things that each of them knows, right? Just like for you talked about, you're giving $10,000 to the son, just like you are to the daughter when they get married. Like those types of things is, I, I feel like what we need to kind of break this, this idea of the girls get this and the guys get this. The, 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 we teach the boys this and we teach the girls this girls are going to be uh, a cheerleader and the boys going to play football, you know? And, and instead of saying, what do you want to play? Do you want to play at, uh, you know, sports or whatever? If they want to cheer, that's fine. Let them cheer because that is a sport in itself. It's hard. But, you know, I want instead of pushing them that way because they're a girl or because they're a boy, let them kind of say what they're interested in uh, and then push them uh, going. So forward. so here and this is a challenge because. A lot of times people want to prepare no matter what you think, you know, your kids still have to live in this world, societal norms, mm-hmm. rule. So got, most men want to spoil their daughters and teach their sons how to be men, right? And at the same time, it's they'll let sons struggle sometimes because you're a grown man. You need to learn how to do this. Or I'm preparing you how to be a man and think on your own. And, you know, and it's. Is that is that right? Is that wrong? I feel like a lot of us, you know, you know, had to do things. But I think, Rosie, I think your family was there every step of the way. You know, like it's why make this obstacle for him that's unnecessary because society is telling you you need to teach him how to be a man rather than look at it as I want my son to see how a husband and a father takes care of his family no matter what. And you're taught that rather than you become a mama's boy or you become this guy that doesn't know how to uh, fend for himself or is, isn't independent because his parents took care of him the whole time. But I think we've said this a, a, a thousand times. You got to know your kids. Sometimes you might have to change that up a little bit because you need this person to become a little more independent because you become a crutch for them. You know, um, that $10,000 you give them to your, to, for the wedding might be like this person is so feel so entitled that maybe I need to rethink this. Maybe I need to hold back on this $10,000 and teach them the value of this and apply this $10,000 to something else later on. But a wedding's not it. You got an $80,000 wedding. You want to make a 90,000 just because it's like, mm, this is already crazy. Uh, well beyond a reasonable budget. And you, you plan this $90,000 wedding, you stay in an apartment. Daddy's not giving you another $10,000 for that, you know? Just because your your financial mindset said that doesn't make sense, but your kid feels entitled. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have 
Ollie, who's very might be very fiscally responsible and you like son live a little and you want to give him that. And so all kids aren't created equal. You know, you try to go in the same, but you have to adapt to what they need. And, yeah. and that, that, that's that's parenting. Right. Versus. And, and, and so you're you're looking at the child and you're filling in gaps of what the child needs to coach them up and make them, okay. you know, function in adults. Right. But I just I want to make sure that we are speaking or are talking through a gender specific raising of our child, like raising our child differently because they're a boy or girl. Like you said, um, you know, I'm going to let my boy struggle, but my girl, I'm going to dote on her and just give her everything and not let her, you know, baby her. So it's, it's making sure that you're making the decisions based on their emotional, you know, maturity or whatever, and not necessarily on whether they're a boy or girl. And that's the nature versus nurture and it's co- tough, you know, conversation. Cause I have, I have a six year old and a two year old. The times I probably had to raise my voice at sky compared to the times I in sky's life compared to the how many times I probably had to raise my voice at TJ this month are different. You know, if I, if I raise my voice at sky like that today, that would, that would, she would need therapy for the next week. You know, like that, that gets her. And it, and I'm, I'm conscious of that. And I don't know if it's just because she's a, well, a large part it is because she's a girl. Let's be honest. But I know how sensitive she's her mother's. She's her mother reincarnated, you know, but at the same time, TJ can give two f- about me raising my voice at him because he's just kind of like, mm, nah, I'm still going to jump off of this. We're yeah. about to make this happen. But is it because she's a girl, though? Again, going back to is I'm, it is it is it because she's a girl or that's just her personality? There are boys that are have that same personality as Scott. Yeah, but I'm saying I think and, and that's why I always question myself. Is it. um, Even when I get frustrated with Scott, I, I always and I think it's be I don't know if it's because she's a girl or because she's super sensitive or is it because he's a boy and he's just stubborn as all outdoors? And maybe they're synonymous at this time because I can't talk to TJ the way I talk to Sky at two. Mm-hmm. You know, Sky, if you give her a yellow card, that that spoils her day. Like that's her whole day is dedicated to getting off the yellow card. TJ will on the yellow card if you let him. So I don't know, man, it, it's tough. Like, I'm trying to be honest, like I do. There's certain things, you know, like I'm I'm definitely tougher on TJ, even than Sky was at that age. But their personalities are completely different. The things they get into. And I don't know if it's because he's a boy. Or he's just more active or just because he's TJ and he everything we got away with Sky. He's making up for. Yeah. And it's it's, it's no like binary either or there there's going to be a little bit of that what i'm just bringing it up to the forefront so i our, especially our listeners kind of consciously think about that and make sure that they're not saying um i'm i'm gonna do this because they're a boy and they do really look at it as i'm gonna do it because it's tj and i have to do it because that personality says that i need to not because he's a boy um b- because like i said about that super sensitive boy coming down on them and yelling at them and everything probably tears them up just as much as it would tear up sky. Uh, and, and I, I don't want folks saying, you know, man up or, or, you know, just because you're a boy, you need to be able to kind of get over that. Uh, so just, just making sure that we're, we're 
thinking about whole health and, and the mental health of our children and not just because they're a boy that I'm going to I'm going to push them this way. But if you got something, I, I, I see you came off mute. So, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. OK, cool. All right. What you got for us, Buff? Uh, Actually, man, my question, like, I mean, it fits perfectly with Razio's uh, question. So I don't have the post in front of me, but I've seen it enough on social media now to, if not quote it, at least paraphrase it. And the post goes like this. Women are single today because men aren't are not men anymore. So I don't know if you guys have seen that post before or a variation of it, but I wanted to get your opinion. What do you think these women mean by saying that men are no longer men today? What do they mean by that? Go for it. Go ahead. It's foolishness and a fucking excuse. That's what it is. That's all it is. It's 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 deflecting what they as and I always say this, it's so easy. Like we we always question manhood. Even as men, we question manhood. You know, it's like he's not a real man. He's not this. You know, it's like I go back and say you you if we're discussing the quality of somebody, that's different. He's a man. He's a real man. It just sucks that some of the qualities of men today are leading to leading them not to be good providers or uh, certain things, but it's not that he's not a man. And I always hate that because we don't question womanhood. We can't say she, the last time a nigga said you ain't a real woman, he's probably 14 trying to get you to have sex for the first time. 15, like that. that's when niggas were talking about you ain't a real woman. Like we can't say that. You can't ever name the last time you said a woman wasn't a real woman or you thought she wasn't a real woman. Now, you might have thought she was trash or whatever the case may be, but you never said she wasn't a real woman. And so I think we need to stop questioning what a real man is to the point it's confusing men on what a real man is, because now we're trying so hard to prove because growing up a real man. I mean, think about all the toxic shit we heard a real man was because they're so trying so hard to prove this machismo or whatever is, you know, um, a real man puts a woman in his place. Real man has multiple women. Like it was all these things, but that's a real man. No, that's a hoe. That's a dude that needs to have some therapy. That's a dude that needs some direction. That need that is a man that needs help. That is a man who's lost. That's a man that you probably need to avoid, but he's still a real man. His qualities are in question. Because women have just as many bad qualities and we never question, are they real women? And women, stop going and looking for real men. Go look for a guy who a man who is a good fit and that can give you the things that you need and deserve. And I'm done. Yeah. I feel like you go, go ahead, Buff. Go ahead. I, was, I feel like he's been waiting on that question. <laughs> I mean, you you were way prepared for that, dog. That was <laughs> That was a great answer. Go ahead, Rossi. <laughs> I, I don't know how to follow that up, man. Um, like, I really don't. I, I, I'm 100% on board with you, Ferg. I, I, you know, I always talk about the whole, what is it about your p- that are, that is attracting these niggas? And it's like, women are single today because they don't either offer something that the guys want or they don't want the guys that, like Ferg said, can fill in those gaps for them. 
So there's guys out there. They're choosing to be single because, oh, the guy that isn't attractive enough. He doesn't meet my 17 page laundry list of what a real man is, like Ferg said, or what I need or what I want. You, you don't have to be single. But you have to be realistic. And I'm sorry, but it's it gets harder and harder the older you get until you get about in your 50s. Because that's when folks start widowing and divorces happen and they get back single. And then because especially women our age, most of the better guys, I I, want to say like that, but like the guys that are really ready to settle down and stuff like that did that in their 20s. And they're either happily married or especially in your 30s, mid 30s, they're fresh out of divorce or they still haven't grown up or whatever. So the dating pool shrinks in your middle ages. So it's going to be hard for you to find somebody that can fit that laundry list and everything like that. So you got to really figure out what you want uh, and find a guy that can do that. And there are guys out there, but we talked about where you go to find them. How do you uh, interact with them? How are you, how are you presenting to attract those guys? Like, so everybody talks about Kevin Samuels and how bad he is and everything, but he makes valid points for a lot of the stuff he says when he talks about how you're presenting yourself, what you're trying to get out of a guy, what you're looking for. So it missed me with that whole guys aren't real men because like Ferg said, if you want a guy that might beat you, that's going to yell at you, that's going to control the house, but at the same time, belittle you, not let you do anything. Like women are single because they don't have to put up with all that stuff that grandma had to put up with. That's really what it comes down to. Grandma was with that dude that had another um, family on the other side of town. So yeah, you can be like grandma had a guy, but grandma had a guy and Miss Pearlie had a guy, that same guy. <laughs> so I, I I think it's, it's BS wrapped in a sandwich. Like it makes no sense whatsoever where you can feel like men are the issue when it comes to you being single. And, and let, I'm going to say this. There's nothing wrong with being single and there doesn't have to be finger pointing. Just realize that sometimes it's just it's just not ideal timing. Like Riza said, the dating pool shrinks and he's not not a real man because he's not looking for the things that you bring to the table. Like we have to stop pointing fingers. I cannot if I was single today and I was an eligible bachelor and I'm not checking for you doesn't mean I'm trash or you're trash. It's just I see other options that I feel are better, a better fit for me or that I'm more attracted to. It just but we don't have to dog each other to understand that. Um, and I, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day is and I'm going to catch all the flag for this is the tables have turned. You know, when we were younger women were checking for older guys like we were too immature. We were your your quality, your your value was higher for a lot of women. You know, when we were in high school, when we were in college, women were dating older guys. When we graduated from college, these guys, these women that 23, 24 were dating the 30 year old guys. They were dating these guys who were established because they were in their quote unquote prime. This is what the guys were checking for. And somebody like me that at 23, I couldn't get the 23-year-old me or 21-year-old me could not have landed 21-year-old ZZ. Call it what it is, right? 20-year-old, 21-year-old Rizzi couldn't have landed Jenica when you met her. Like, she she wanted more. 
But as we get older, the roles reverse. It's the things that you were checking for for that 30 year old guy. I'm him now. I have I kind of or we have the we have more options. We can sit there and be choosier. We can be pickier. We can sit there and look for the younger woman, which a real man, you can't handle a woman my age. When I was your age, you didn't want me. You know, like, let's be real. When we were younger, younger women did not want men their same age. We were too immature. We weren't established. We were we were still finding our like there was all these excuses. But now that we're there, it's well, we should we should mesh. No, nah, I'm checking for the the, the, the the 30 year old chick now. I'm checking, you know, when I'm 30, I'm checking for the 25 year old chick. I'm checking for the same. I'm checking for you five years ago. <laughs> I'm checking for younger you. The same. This I don't why I don't understand why that's so hard to understand. And so when I like when they you know those posts where would you take this woman who made eighty thousand dollars had no kids but she was overweight and da 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 or you take this chick that had you know two kids back like mm, I could probably get both. That's just the way the world works right now. Like you know that's our options. You know let's be real. It's unfair. We were in Miami. I was telling I was telling Haley this like it's unfair and it sucks because what sucks is be real. The world societal norms have not made men change. We can still be because a lot of women still continue to check for these guys that have don't don't bring the best or the the best qualities. They have no chance. They have no reason to change. Why be the good guy when I don't have to be? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's much easier to point the finger versus saying that you may be the problem, right? So that's one of the reasons why we get that because, and that, that, that's not limited to women. That's just, that's just natural human behavior. Nobody likes to say, hey, I'm the problem. I'm messed up. Every dude, baby mama crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Every dude, baby mama exactly. crazy, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and every dude, and the, all these baby mamas say they baby daddy ain't shit. Not all, but you know, like that's just the, the the general talk. So, how is that? And 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 something you said, Ferg, is that you know women get to question uh, manhood. Something else they get to do is they get to turn their femininity on and off. You know, they I've I've seen where women have said, "Well, I can be submissive, or I can be." more feminine if I'm with the right man. So so what you're telling me is that you can be more masculine when you need to be and you can be more feminine when you need to be. What man gets to say, you know, I'm only masculine when I'm with the right woman. What man gets to say that? You know what I mean? And, Ooh. and, Ooh. Then, and then on a more, I guess, a lighter level, how tough it is to quote have this manhood. It's like, it's so many things men can't do and it's not that serious to me, but it's still a thing. Like men can't even eat a banana a certain way. Like you gotta, <laughs> you seen the video where the dude was like, "This how I gotta eat the banana now." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's some cashews or so. You know what I mean? Like, like everything we do, you know what I'm saying, can be questioned. Like, oh, oh, he he might be gay. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Rosy, you mentioned Kevin Samuels, which for the life of me, I don't get. I see all these allies for the gay community, yet you always weaponize it when you want to go against a man that's saying something you don't like. And that's not to defend Kevin Samuels. That's just anybody. I don't I don't understand how you claim to be an ally for homosexuality, 
But anytime a man does or say something that you don't like, that's because he gay. That's why, because he gay. He don't like black women. Yeah, it's like, just so, like it, so why are you, how can you weaponize something that you're an ally of? But that's a whole different thing. Um, I just, I'm just curious what women are talking about when they say men are like, are they not, are you saying they're not the providers they used to be? Well, the cost of living lately compared to 50 years ago. Are you saying that they're not mature enough? Well, you always cite your granddad as as what a real man used to be. But as Roger said, he had a whole family on the other side of town. Is that what you want? Uh, like what? Like what? Are, are you saying we're too 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 sensitive? Well, you also say we're too abusive and that we need to seek therapy. And part of going to therapy is being able to express your feelings and not keep it bottled in so it doesn't come out the wrong way. So that's why I asked the question, because it's like, OK, what exactly are they are they saying? And I just, like I said, for you, you, you. Because it's always a question. Yeah. I mean, they have phenomenal woman. What do, what, what is it to be a man? What is manhood? I question that all the time. I talk to my frat brothers about that, you know, because the cues are supposed to be the, the rough and tough of the, and perceived rough and tough of the fraternities and stuff like that. And it's like, you got to live up, live up to this image. Like you, you almost can't be this person. Or you were saying, Byron, like a woman can, she can be independent because you know we talk about independent women all the time, aka single women. What what is a <laughs> what are men's options? Like you can't be you can't be vulnerable. You can't be well. I only provide for women that I that when we get at a certain level, well, you ain't a real man. Like I can, I can go check for it. Like you can't be too whole, nice. You saw the post. Don't be too the, nice. Mm, be too nice. <laughs> if he want me to pay 50, what he was like, if he want to do 50, 50, then not some other guy. Yeah. Be yeah. ready yeah, for like, the other man to pay the yeah. other half. Yeah. Wow. Where does that come from? Mm-hmm. And I always say mm-hmm. women have expectations of men and men have expectations of women. But when we talk about our expectations of women, we're sexist. We're immature. Like, what What can I say? Women want men to be providers. They want to be nurturers. They want to be uh, protected, like all this stuff. But what can you say you want from a woman that is almost like, I ain't your mama? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what can you honestly say that you want? You know, I want somebody who's going to provide, cook and clean, that's going to build you up. Like, you always, you're already supposed to be there. Like, what? I'm not saying this is all women and everybody has all these qualities, but for men, we have to navigate this and we don't know what to do. We're lost. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, just so you know, by the time you listen to this show, uh, our post on this question will have already posted. So hopefully uh, the women that are listening to the show will have gotten the opportunity to voice their answers. And this is just us voicing ours. The show comes out on Monday. The post posted on Sunday. So we'll see how this goes. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to word this. So I actually had this conversation with uh, one of my friends or one of our mutual friends, Jacelyn, later, earlier today. So I'm trying to figure out how to post it, pose this. So a few, maybe a year or so ago, we had a conversation about, you know, Black people not talking about income, right? We don't talk about how much people make and all that stuff. And then it led me to think, because I think I was talking to Rosie the other day and I kind of mentioned in our group, are Black people as a whole fearful 
of success in their jobs or overthink potential success in their jobs where they will avoid promotions, applying for positions, applying for new jobs um, just because of fear of failure or what might happen. Um, because um, I think Ryzen, both of us talked about, not know if it's fear or failure, whatever the case may be, but it's just we we can over we can talk ourselves out of positions. We can talk ourselves out of taking that that leap. And I feel like we might be one of the only or minorities, I'll say minority, but mainly black people right now do that. Yeah, there's there's a whole lot that goes into that. Um, but yeah, we we short answer. Yes, we do it. Um, it, it, it could be fear of that next position, fear of rejection. Um, and the biggest one that I see is imposter syndrome. We don't think we're good enough. We think we have to be perfect for a job to even apply. Right. If I don't if I don't check all 17 blocks on this job, I'm not going to apply for it, especially if you're already in the company. I'm not going to apply for this manager position or this next promotion. And the the you know, the ease of the majority, right, is where the majority will say, hey, I got about six of them. Why not? Ah! And they'll go ahead and apply. And, and a lot of times they'll get it just because of familiarity and all of that. We, we see it all the time. Uh, so, yes, it, they're. I can't remember what company um, got into like this big firestorm talking about the the pool wasn't large enough, and so that's why their minorities uh, Wells numbers. Wells Fargo, I think. Wells, Wells, yeah, yeah, their CEO. So, uh, but I think a little bit of that bears out in his application data too, uh, because I look at some of our recruiting numbers uh, at, at my company, um, and I've seen it. Our minority recruiting—that's why we have an affirmative action plan, and that's why we have. Person, people that go out and specifically target minorities to get them to apply because the applications aren't coming in. So it might not be when when he was saying that he it was poorly worded, but I I, I given him the benefit of the doubt on it, I doubt it. But anyway, um, is that he was probably saying he's not getting the applications. Uh, so when he talks about the pool, that's what he's talking about. I hope that's what he meant. Doubt it, but we'll see. So I, yeah, I definitely I I definitely think for when you talk about us having those issues and worrying and us being minorities in general, having that, I think really a lot of it comes from that imposter syndrome and, and wanting to be the perfect fit and, and feeling like we don't deserve those promotions or those jobs or those positions, you know, and, and, and not taking them or not even applying with them for them because of that. So, and can I, can, can I share a little bit of our conversation that we had? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, when we, we were talking for like a promotion opportunity came up for you um, potential. and potential. potential, potential, potential promotion opportunity came up. And along those lines, you were kind of doing what you just discussed, were kind of second guessing yourself. And I'm not you know, I'm not ready for it just yet and everything like that, because I don't know the industry well enough. And, you know, I, I, I kind of being that outside person that sounded bored for you, I was just like. Dude, if somebody came, if they hire somebody with the same sales experience as you uh, that came into the company, they know less than you, but they get the position. So don't feel like you have to know it 100% to be able to get this promotion because somebody coming out out, from outside the company is going to have to learn even more than you have to learn. Mm -hmm. So folks, when you're thinking about, are you good enough? 
is that promotion are you worthy of that promotion or not my my suggestion would be go for it if you meet the minimum qualifications time in your job or whatever and and you think you can do it uh put your name in the hat and go through the interview process because you never know and don't worry about the rejection part of it because i mean it is what it is what's the worst that's going to happen you still got the job that you were going to be sitting in if you didn't apply so when Ferg first asked this question and you began answering, I was prepared to say, no, that's not true. But as I thought about it at my own job, it's like, I guess, I guess that is true. Because I hear so many of us say, well, they only put that job announcement out there, you know, just for, for looks, but they already know who they want. So it makes no sense in even applying. And I, I know personally, a co-worker in particular who really wants a specialty, but it's, he said, I'm, I'm not going to put it in for it because they're not going to take it. And so I, I think you're right, Rosie. I think um, we do, I, I hate to say fear rejection, but I, I feel like, and, and fear may be the correct word, but I think also we look at it as we don't want to waste our time. I'm not going to mm-hmm. waste my time going through the process when I already know the outcome. And a lot of that comes from previous rejections. So I think sometimes it's not just that we're we we're fearing rejection with no with no uh, background on it. I think there are times where we have applied for a certain positions, certain promotions, didn't get it, and now you're setting your way. So okay, they just they don't want me, so I'm not gonna bother. When in reality, we should keep trying every time, like. Keep trying or if you're able, transition to a different job where you think will give you that uh, that promotion in that room to grow. But we yeah. won't even we won't even take try to go to that next job. You know, it's like we yeah, get comfortable. Right. We, find, yeah. we find. Yeah, we find. Were you done? Because I didn't want to cut you no, off. No, no, I'm no, loving ahead, when go y'all go going. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So it's funny you said imposter syndrome because I had the exact same conversation and it's fear of rejection. And I think a lot of times for me, it's fear of doing the right thing, not being good enough and potentially making that wrong decision. Like, man, I'm good where I'm at. If I take this, there's a good chance I can get it. But then I might it up. Then I ain't going to have this job. I ain't going to have the next job and yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking my whole career is going to spiral out of control because of this situation where other people and even. And I was thinking about you, and I think we've had this conversation about you in the past, Razi, where you could have got a bigger title. And it's just like, worst case scenario, you get VP of sales and you're not qualified. You get VP of sales for a year, two years, and like they find a way to get you out. But guess what? They 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 get rid of you. And guess what? When you apply for your next job, guess what you get to do? <laughs> Put VP of sales on your resume, and that's what you go get. Yeah. And so my thing is so many times we'll talk ourselves out of one. For me, sometimes I feel like when I take a position, I'm representing us, the community, you know? So man, if I take this position, it's not a lot of us. It's never been a lot of us in my, any roles I've been in. And if I, if I don't do this right, it's going to mess it up for everybody else. Or I can mess it in. Will I get an, would I get an opportunity like this again? Every job I had was a, God sent for me. I feel like I worked hard to get there. This is where I need to be. It's a stepping stone to something else. And I took it and tried to run with it. And I appreciated every opportunity. 
And I don't want to take this one opportunity. It took me a lot to get here in this one opportunity. And for whatever reason in my mind, I feel like if I lose this opportunity, I'm going to have to take a step back. You know, if I if if uh, my my current company fired me today, do I have to go all the way back to enterprise and start back over? Like, you know, it's uh, you you have to reset the game. It's like, no, you have this and this. And I got to remember that. Like I I do it. I do it myself. And even with this position, like you said, Rizy, when I played it out in my mind, it's like it makes no sense not to apply because I know I've talked to somebody in a similar situation within the company. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, and I feel like they're going to put me if they want me there, they'll put me there. If they don't, they don't. And they know what they're getting when they get there. And what's funny is because I've told Z and other people there in my life that were applying for jobs. Um, it's their job to weed you out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm in sales. My degree is in biology. Damn near every sales position I've applied for. They want I have the years now, but they want but they might want the years in something specific. They might want the years in medical sales. And it's like they want five years in medical sales. I've been in medical sales for three years. I'm, I'm in oncology. It's tough to break into oncology. I'm here. Um, they want people who have business degrees or communication degrees. My degree is in biology. How I got into sales. Every sales job I've applied for, not one said they're looking for people with biology degree. Not one. Not one. But he still applied. And I just always talk myself out of those opportunities. You've been around. Rise, you've probably been around for every job I've applied for. You know, Buff, you've been around recently for probably the last enterprise, ADP, SCJ, my current job. Like, you've been around for all those as well. Like, and before I applied, I kind of talked myself out of it. Even when I interviewed for this job, when I was interviewing, it was strategic, but it's kind of like I downplayed myself. And my it was funny is my manager is like, dude, have you looked at your resume? Like every company you work for is a Fortune 500 company and the one of the leaders of their industry. What are you talking about? And I say all that to say, like, we have to stop underselling ourselves. Even it took me until my last two jobs to counter job offers. I think we're so excited to just get it, get it. Rather mm-hmm. than, you know, like, man, man, if I get this job, that's, that's just that's just going to make my life so much better. And then they offer you the job. And it's like, OK, they're offering me 75. Why not counter with 90? You know, all, if you want the job and they say no, you know, they might meet you halfway or they might say, oh, this is a steal. My last job, this new job, they they basically they gave me what they they gave me the highest they could. They were like already because they felt so confident. I mean, they like, hey. This is all we can give. I asked I asked my manager for more. This is all we can give, but it's the top tier, you know. Um they 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 had more faith in me and respected my ability more than I did to a certain extent. And I'll, I'll tell you I yeah, I'll tell you one other thing about that is if if you do apply and you get rejected, don't leave it at that. Like reach out to that hiring manager or at least a recruiter and say, "Hey, Give me some feedback on that. What am I missing? What do I need to do? Um, because uh, like Buff, you were talking about, you know, the person that was like, oh, they know who they want. A lot of times they know who they want because that person applied a year ago, a year and a half ago, and they've been watching them since. Right. And so now or they've been like, oh, OK, he wants to get into it. Uh, let's give him this. Um, 
this special assignment or whatever, because that's going to help on the application and stuff. So they start getting mentored so that they can get that next job. So it worst case scenario, if you don't get the job, uh, go reach out and just be like, hey, I want this position. Uh, can I get mentored? Can you help me kind of make sure that I'm, I have everything I need to get that position? So that's how you move up too. And keep applying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't want to make this a black or white thing, but, you know, talking to one person, she said, white men apply for everything. They don't care if they're qualified or not. And if they get it, they're just going to do what they do. They're going to be them, underqualified, whatever. You can say you need a master's. You you got an associate's. They're going to apply. And if they get it, they're going to run with it. They're going to take advantage of it, or they might not. And if they get let go, think about all these times where you look CEO. Like, people get fired as CEOs of major companies, like Coca-Cola. Like, you worried about losing your job at the post office. This dude's the CEO of Coca-Cola, and you're going to get let go. And everybody knows him. Everybody in the world, you got fired. Guess what? He's about to go be the CEO of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. No, we let- uh, I saw. Well, uh, I can't remember where I saw it. I saw a saying that said, "Walk in a room with the confidence of a mediocre white man." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I mean, and, and it's not. And you take it forward. It is use that. Like it's. Learn the game. You know, you can learn something from everybody. It's like, it's your job to tell me I'm not qualified because there's a, this is a lot. Barack Obama is a perfect example. Everybody told him not to run for president. Wait your turn. You're not qualified. Whatever the case may be. Shoot, Byron I, was, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were about to correct me. I'm like, maybe no, I missed something. I was like, no, it's but too no, soon. But, it's too soon. <laughs> but it's like, all they can do is tell me no. And the people will let me know what they want. If we keep shooting for mediocrity, we're going to get mediocrity. Like, I honestly never thought I would be where I'm at today. You know, everybody thinks they're going to be successful. But it's kind of like when you started, by the time I turned 30, and I was like, man, this thing looking good. And where I'm at today and the trajectory of my life, it's like, man, things are looking good. And I just have to keep motivating myself to keep pushing for more and taking advantage of those opportunities. And and I think even I say I'm, you know, I'm somewhat fearful. I think because of the confidence I do have, it's allowed me to get into positions, like I said, where I'm I'm the only one of me. Once again, now there's some there's a few more of us, but I think I counted two more, three. It's not a lot of us with almost out of 200 employees. So it is what it is. What you got for us, fellas? So I got I got two things actually. Uh, one, I want to start off by saying, Razio, I love you, brother. Ferg, I love you, brother. Ferg, you actually said something last week that I had I was unaware of. I was unaware that November is Men's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. I had no idea. I know it's no shave. November, but me and Rosie was talking before you came on, but that speaks to how much emphasis is put on men mental mental health awareness because I had not heard it be, been talked about at all. So I appreciate you bringing that up and three brothers would definitely be making posts throughout the month on that. So I want to put that out there first. Uh, second, the other thing I wanted to say to switch to the opposite six, 
for to to the women for a second. Uh, for the last few weeks now, I've been seeing like videos of women barely escaping an attack from a man. It's one woman in New York that was she barely made it inside her apartment. This man came running around the corner trying to attack her, and she got in at like at the split second was able to close the door and lock it. And another one is a woman in Maryland, I believe, um, in Prince George's County, maybe, but I know it was in Maryland, who went out to walk her dog. And it was a guy waiting outside in her front yard. And you see her like uh, grab her dog real quick and run in the house. This loser not only tried to like, you know, get inside the house, but he circled the house, checked every window. He had gloves and zip ties. And when one of the neighbors saw him, he tried to play it off like he was watering her lawn. He picked up her water hose. Like it took that long for the police. It took the police 22 minutes to show up. But I'm bringing those uh, those two up because the comments always say that's why you need to get a gun. Women get a gun. I'm here to tell you, yes, yes, women, please get a gun. Familiar, familiarize yourself with it. Know how to use it. Get a gun. But I don't want you to think that's always going to be the answer. And we need to start telling our men more and more to stop being predatory assholes. Stop being rapey. Stop. Stop. Stop being. Fu- Go ahead, Fert. Yeah, that oh, predator mentality. Yeah, yeah. Stop. You know, stop trying to. I'll just say, stop trying to take it. You know what I'm saying? That we need to preach that more. Yeah, I want our women to be able to defend themselves, but you know, telling a woman. Yeah, make sure you get a gun. It's like she went out there to walk her dog. She had on shorts and a tank top. Was she? Was she? Had, even if she had a gun, would she have carried that out there with her? And and like taking somebody's life is a big deal, man. It's not as simple as yeah. Like pe- people in the comments always say, yeah, that would have been me. I would have black. Yeah, you say that, but that that's a big step in 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 being able to really do that. And the last point I want to make is. You know, especially for women that are in abusive relationships, because I see people always tell those women as well, that's why you should have a gun. Next time he try to put his hands on you, you can shoot him. Most of the time, women that own guns become victims of that gun in an abusive relationship. So, yes, I want women to get guns, but let's stop letting that be our only answer, our only suggestion, our only solution. Hey, men, stop being rapey. Stop being stop being predatory and let's do what we I know we talked about gender roles. Let's truly do what we're supposed to be doing, which is protect our women and make them feel safe. Yep. Don't even protect them. Just leave them the f- alone. You don't even got to do that. That's even better. I'm asking too much. That's even I, better. I, I, I'm, not, I'm asking you too. I'm asking too much of you. I'm not. You don't have to protect them. Just leave them the f- alone and get help. That's it. You know, like. I'm learning more and more in life that. There's some bad people out there. Call it it is. But these average situations, you know, the the rape and all these things, they happen domestic. They happen with people, you know, and love and trust. Men go get help. Women. uh, My heart goes out to you, men. I'm here to tell you that your women aren't most women aren't equipped to give you the help you need. You know, you know, a good woman's going to help you get through this. They're not equipped to give you the help you need. So go get help. That that is what being a man is. Getting better. So, Rosie, what you got? 
Love it, man. Love it. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I have is, uh, Ferg, your birthday's coming up on December 12th, and uh, we're planning an event for Jenica's scholarship on your birthday, on December tw- uh, 12th. So on December 12th, uh, we're going to have a shopping style mixer and silent auction. So everybody in Birmingham, make sure you grab a ticket. Come on out to the wine loft uh, and just hang out. We're going to have a silent auction going. If you're not in Birmingham, we'll have virtual tickets that you can come on. You can bid on all the auction items. It's going to be live streamed. Um, we've got DJ. We've got a host. It's going to be a good time. A great virtual event. So we'll be make sh- making sure we put that on the social media pages. All, all the information on how to get your tickets and, and everything. Tell them what some uh, of the I'll items be mentioning be. that. What, what, what are some of the items you're going to try to have? Oh, some of the items, man. So we're talking, um, you know, uh, really, it's all fashion themed. So we've got handbags, we've got dresses, we've got, uh, you know, gift cards, um, a, a couple of alteration type of um, things. So uh, a, a bunch of different things on there. Uh, and if you'd like to donate, let us know as well. Uh, reach out to me. You can hit us up at three brothers, no sense uh, at, g- at gmail.com. If you'd like to donate uh, something to the auction as well. So just uh, come out, make sure you attend worst case scenario. If you can't please give to uh, the scholarship committee, uh, we will be naming a uh, recipient come the or late spring for the fall. Uh, so we're trying to uh, make a real big push to uh, give as much as we can uh, this December. Okay, that's that's dope. Uh, I will be in Dallas celebrating Tegan's graduation, but I will find a way to tune in and bid on something. Are these gonna be fake handbags. These gonna be swap meet. Uh, nah, nah, everything everything's real. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll what is StockX authenticated or whatever. Okay. So we'll make sure that it's 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 real. Okay. All righty. Um, nothing much. I will leave with this. I realize planning a wedding is crazy. Y'all should have warned me. And it's expensive. And Why do so, you think we yeah. planned to win for two days? Two you, days. You should have known. <laughs> we known it was expensive. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know. I, I felt like I set a budget like, okay, we should be good with this. And I'm like, man, get that budget. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. Like, you know, uh, I will say this is uh, I'm excited. You know, I never thought I would be this excited. I'm way more excited than I thought it would be uh, the idea of seeing Z walk down the aisle and having my uh, my family and friends around me. And that's, you know, Rozzy, of course, uh, is my best man. Buff, I'm glad you and Tab are going to be there. And with saying that, so Buff, I have a question for you. Let's go. So I have Rozzy as my best man and I have several other people as my groomsmen. But I was trying to figure out a special spot for you that I've been wanting to figure it out. So I'm asking you on the air. Are you OK with being my officiant? I Will know. you? That is basically the person that is going to proceed over the ceremony. <laughs> and so. Whoa. So we've been thinking long and hard on this. And that's the reason you were not uh, initially asked to be. Um, cause I had to figure out how that works and all that stuff, but not asked to be a groomsman. And as of all my friends, close friends, you've been, been, you've been married the longest you you've shown me. And I've told, I've said this multiple times, what I think a husband is supposed to be 
a father supposed to be. So I do look up to you and I feel like I, I couldn't think of a better person because I've seen you grow from Miss Hickson's class into the person oh. you are today. So, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so what say ye? Oh, absolutely, dog. I'll be honored. Um, anything you need me to do. And okay. absolutely. Well, I'll get your details, but I've, I'm, I've been wanting to figure out when I could ask and stuff like that. I'm like, what better time than the show? So, and then almost put to, uh, now <laughs> it could have been like those proposals. Can't say no. <laughs> oh, like yeah, proposals yeah, that you see online. Public proposals. <laughs> oh, nah, man. Me and Tab going to Hawaii that weekend. We ain't going to make it. Nah, I don't do that. So, no, nah, bro, I appreciate it though, man. So sure. yes, that means sir. a lot to us. Absolutely. Z and I have been thinking about it and. Uh, just figuring out how to do it. So we'll get you the details. It's nothing big, just you know. Okay. And now you can be able to marry people all over the uh, <laughs> U.S. So you know, with great power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I oh, appreciate that, man. I think that's all I got outside of to all my FAMU Rattlers. Enjoy your homecoming, FAMU. I love you. Greatest college on earth, man. It helped make me the person I am today. One of the best decisions ever. So. Um, enjoy your weekend while humbug all at the same time. Oh, and once again, calling everybody out. Therapy. Yes, that is. Buff. Uh, Rizzy, I don't know if you're going, go back. Melvin, Bruce, Murder, Sherman, Ed, any my all my line brothers. I'm I'm challenging everybody, all our listeners, men, go sit with a therapist this month. Find somebody. Uh, and, it, and I'll give you this. Every therapist is not a good fit. So you might have to find somebody else. But if you really take getting better, therapy is not about being broken. It's just like getting a massage. You know, it just helps you relax and get through life a lot better. So massage therapy, mental therapy, emotional therapy, go get it. But for, what were you about to say? No, I was just going to tell you, man, uh, I'm I will since January 6th, our job has been implementing that. For us, and I actually, I, you guys saw in the group tech, the group me text thread when I told Tabitha one of the therapists wanted to wash my feet. Uh, so okay, that's, that's a whole different story. But they, they're bringing it back and uh, to where we can sign up for it. And uh, I was gonna let you know I'm signing up for it, and it's uh, it's gonna be I think at least six weeks, so six yeah, sessions, dude. six sessions at least, so. Dude, it's it's once you get it, I mean, you'll understand that it's not about being broken or fixing things, just talking things out and you you get to know you better and talk through life. So yeah. I will always be and thank you, Rosie, for that, because I always said I was gonna do it and I think you you started talking about it a lot more beginning of last year, end of the end of twenty nineteen, whenever it was, and sharing those things and it really sparked me to look into it and um and now I am Screaming, everybody should go to therapy. So, anything else, fellas? Nah, that's it, man. All right, three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. See you next week. <laughs>